Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Really believe that one man can bear the full burden of sin. Please shelter me, my Lord. My trust is in you. Be my... my refuge. No man can carry this weight alone. It is far too heavy. Saving men's souls is too costly. No one Ever. No. Not ever. Oh, Father. You can do all things. Let this chalice go from me. And let your will be done. Let your will be done, not mine. Amen. How many are thankful for that? Now, you might be thinking, why I showed that? So I'm going to tell you, go to John 17. I'm going to get right into the word tonight. And I want to tell you, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Oh, how... Jesus loves me. Oh, how Jesus loves me. Amen. If I could stop and come to every single one of you tonight and just look you right in your eyes, tell you Jesus loves you so much. How many believe that tonight? Jesus, tell the person next to you, Jesus loves you. Now tell them this, he loves you more than you can imagine. Amen. That's the truth. I want to preach this tonight because right before he did that, that, that time, if, if you haven't seen the Passion of the Christ, that's the Passion of the Christ. I've told you to see it. Please see it if you have not seen it. Um, and it'll change your life when you go to see the, the, exactly what that means, the passion that Jesus had for us. When we see what he did on the cross, when we look at those moments of his humanity, it helps us, like we talked about Sunday, live a life of sanctification. Because we think, man, if he did that for me, he paid that price for me, I want to do everything I can to honor him. I want to do everything I can to live for him. I want to do everything I can to, to glorify his name. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that. But the, the amazing thing is, and I'm going to read tonight, we're going to read together the entire chapter of John 17. But I want to ask you a question before we read. I want you to look at me. I want to ask you a question. I want you to be honest. Did you know, did you know that Jesus... Before he went to that moment right there that we just saw on the screen, before he did that, he prayed specifically for you. I want to see your hand if you knew that. Okay? Very few. Powerful thought. Amazing thought. That before he went to that moment in the garden, before he, he, he sweat blood, the Bible says, before he, 
uh, gave, gave in and said, I'll do, not my will be done, but your will be done. He prayed for you and me. And we're going to look at that tonight. John chapter 17, verse 1. So it says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh. Now Jesus is talking third person about himself. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given. And before we move to the next verse, go back there for one second. I want you to think about something. We just mentioned this recently. Remember that we talked about how God became flesh and how that that's very vital to our faith, that we understand that he was Jesus, fully God and fully man. As you read the scriptures, you see that he is praying as two people. He is praying as the, as the man Jesus and as God Jesus because he's the one praying and he says you have given him, he's praying to God and says you have given him authority. He's talking about himself over all flesh that he should in capital H give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Let's keep reading. So think about that. And this is eternal life that they may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ. There he is talking third person again. Remember, he's the one praying. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. As I keep reading, this is a love story. This is, this is, this is our Lord and Master and Savior, pictured again, going back to before we just saw that moment where he was in agony. He's saying this prayer. He's, and he's praying for us. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself. Isn't it interesting how he's saying this prayer? With the glory which I had be with you, this is so cool, before the world was. That's how we know Jesus was not an afterthought. Jesus has always been. He says, before the world was. And now, O oh Father, sorry, I have manifested your name to the men whom you've given me of this world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you've given me. They have received them. And have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. How awesome is it to think that Jesus prays for us. Amen. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those who you have given me. For they are yours. How powerful is it to be God's tonight? All and sorry, and my, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now, I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given to me, that they may be one as we are one. Amen. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I kept, 
and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. He's talking about Judas there. But now I come to you. This is where it gets really good. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your what? Word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Now, we talked about Sunday. We're not of this world. Just as I am not of the world. I do not pray. This is a key right here. I do not pray that you would take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Now, here's, here's coming off of Sunday. They're not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them. What does that mean? Set them apart. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. What do we say Sunday? Everything we do needs to line up with his word. His word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. Jesus sanctified himself. If Jesus sanctified himself, how much more should we sanctify ourselves? Amen. He says, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified, remember, separate from the world by the truth. I do not pray for these alone. Now, the last few verses I've read, he was talking about the world, uh, the disciples, sorry, that he was with and those who were with him at that time in the present. But he says these powerful words. Now, this is where I said earlier, he was praying for you specifically. Not just generally, but specifically. He says, I don't just pray for these alone because back 2,000 years ago, we weren't alive yet. We, we, weren't, we weren't born yet. We weren't even a thought yet. Just I don't just pray for these alone, but and, but also for those who will believe in me. Watch this. This is key. We're going to leave this there for a second because this is key. For those who will believe in me through their word. How important is it that we live a life that causes other people to want the Jesus we have? Because he says those people will come and believe in me through their word. Speaking of God's word, but through their mouths. And that's where the reach, teach, send is. That's where we reach people with the gospel because of his word. But we're living a life that says, follow me as I follow Christ. We're living a life that wants people to glorify God and causes people to want what we have. Okay? Now here, look how powerful this is. I do not, sorry, that they, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. See, now now he's going to the future, and he's looking beyond our lives here, and he's saying, "I I want to spend eternity with these people. That they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you loved me, and there we see it again, before the foundation 
of the world. O righteous Father, there's what we see, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you that sent me, and here's the last part, and I have declared to them your name. Did you hear that? I have declared to them your name. And I will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Father, thank you so much for your word, Father. Thank you for this chapter of love letter from Jesus, Father, to his church. As he prayed for us, as he lifted us up, as he showed us that he's with us tonight, God. Lord, let every single person here realize the intimate powerful, personal love that you have for us. And that, Lord, you are cheering for us and you are on our side. And if you are with us, who can be against us, Father? And, Lord, we thank you for giving us the spirit to overcome tonight, the spirit to defeat the enemy, the spirit to bind spirits, the spirit, Lord, to have authority over the things of darkness because you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light, Father. And we thank you that every demonic force of darkness is defeated by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, so I, you, maybe you said, go, Pastor, preach the word too much on Sunday because you're a little quiet tonight. But this is, a lot, this is an exciting word. To think about how much Jesus loves us. To think that, that when he went into that agony, when he went into all that pain, he had thought about us before he went. And he had taken the time to pray for us. And so some people think erroneously, okay, well, now Jesus is dead and he's risen from the dead. And I know there's salvation in him. But we don't realize the most important part is that Jesus hasn't stopped praying for us. He's still praying for us tonight. He's still interceding for us tonight. He's still cheering for us tonight. He's still saying, finish the race. Go all the way. Don't stop. Amen. He's saying if the world comes against you, don't worry. Be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you kind of get that understanding of that as we read John 17. And I would challenge all of you guys to go back and read that chapter again. And read it slow and, and realize that it truly is a love letter from Jesus. It's a, it's a letter of a, of a last will and testament that he's saying, Lord, as I leave the earth. Because think about this. Think about how, how, many, how many in your lives when you pass away someday or if the Lord tarries, you want to be remembered for something. You want to leave a legacy. You want people to know something about you. You want think, people to think good about you. You want whatever it is you're doing to carry on. Right? For the Lord. And think about Jesus. Think about the agony as he's praying in this prayer because he's thinking, man, God, I'm about to, to give my life up and I'm going to have to put the gospel in the hands of these people, of these humans, all right? People like us. And he trusted us, but he prayed for us in a way that was so beautiful. There was no condemnation in that prayer. It was just, Lord, you and I are one. Let them become one like us. You and I sanctify myself. Let them sanctify themselves. And, and that's the love story. That's the understanding that while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Is anybody thankful that while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you? Amen? He didn't wait for you to get it all together, but he saved you where you were at. 
And then the process, as we talked about Sunday, of that sanctification began. I want to give you two more verses tonight to remind you and let you know, this should excite you, to let you know that Jesus is still interceding for us. 2,000 years later, he has not gotten bored. He has not gotten busy. And sometimes when you feel like you're struggling with something or going through a battle or maybe even feel like you're losing the battle, you can know that Jesus has not forgotten about you, that Jesus is cheering you on. How many are making decisions in your life to become more like Jesus? How many are making some decisions in your life to set yourselves apart from the world? You're making some decisions to be more like Christ. As you do that, Jesus is with you. He's interceding for you. He's praying for you. He's, he's saying, listen, you don't have to do this alone. So listen to what Hebrews 7.25 says. He says, therefore, he is also able to save. And there's the word here that says, to the uttermost. So in our language today, that would mean he is able to save to the maximum. He's able to save to the greatest potential. Those who come to God through him. And watch this. Since he always, always, right? Not sometimes. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. It should get us excited when we, when we know somebody on this earth is praying for us. When somebody on this earth is thinking about us. Have you ever had anybody say, hey, I'm praying for you? Isn't that exciting? You know what's more exciting? That Jesus is praying for you. That Jesus is lifting up your name. That Jesus is going to the Father and saying, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. He's saying your name. He's, and he's saying, Lord, just as I prayed for them back in the garden, just as I prayed for them before I went to the cross, I'm lifting them up now. It's a powerful thing when you think about how long ago this world was created and Jesus was thinking of us. At that moment, okay, listen to this. Write this down. This is powerful. God loves each of us, okay, God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. That's a fact. God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. If Jesus had to come back down to the earth, now we know this is not a doctrine and I'm not changing things, I'm just saying the fact. If Jesus had to come back down to earth and die again just for you, he would. Now, we know he doesn't have to, amen, because he already did it once and for all. But he would. There was an old song that my grandma, my mamma used to sing all the time and have me sing. And it, the name of the song was, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Amen? How powerful is that to think of? And that's the truth. It's not that he, he was just thinking of some people. When he was on the cross, I, and you can put yourself there, was on his mind. He was thinking specifically of me. Now, we have a hard time thinking about that because we can't think of too many things at one time. We can't focus on more than one person at a time. But he's omniscient. He's omnipotent. And so he can think of everybody at one time and have the same power and emphasis on one as he does all. And on all as he does one. And so God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. Amen. Let's go to look at Romans 8. Here's another one, verse 34. Romans 8, verse 34. As we read this, I want you to think about something. How many know that what we talk about when we talk about sanctification and discipleship and 
disciplining our body and living for the Lord, there's times when our flesh wants to give in. How about during this fast? During this fast, if, if you're fasting, and I hope you are, and if you're not, you can start and be a part of this. Some, do something. Somehow, like I said, we're not going around asking what you're doing, but we hope that everybody would participate in some way during this 14 days through the 29th because how many miracles have we seen? How many miracles have we seen over the last few years when we've done these fasts? How many breakthroughs? How many raises? How many salvations? How many life-changing stories? Because we've taken the time to sacrifice and fast, whatever it is the Lord puts on your heart. But as you're doing that sometimes, your flesh gets weak or, or that temptation comes that Jesse talked about and, and you want to give in. we got to remember that at that moment that the Satan is tempting us, because he is, Sometimes we put too much focus on the, on the tempter and not enough focus on the comforter. We can be so involved in the fact that Satan is tempting us that we forget at the same time Jesus is interceding for us. And if we realize that Satan is not big, bigger than Jesus, then we know we can't lose. We can't focus so much on what we see, and that's where it says faith comes. Uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. So we have to learn to beyond, look beyond that. So it says, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen. How many believe that tonight, that he rose from the dead? Who is even at the right hand of God and who makes intercession for us. Amen. That is his full-time job right now, church, to pray for you. His full-time job right now is to intercede for you. His full-time job is to encourage you and to lift you up. But you got to let him encourage you. you got to look to him. How many know for encouragement you got to look for it? you gotta, you got you to expect it, desire it, and want it. Somebody can encourage you tonight. I can encourage you. I'm trying to encourage you right now. But if you don't receive it, it doesn't do any good. you got to let God encourage you as he's interceding for you because everything we think we're going through, he's been through every single struggle every single trial every single problem he's already been there and and that that's why sometimes watching that movie like that the passion and seeing his agony and 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 seeing what he went through is so powerful because he was fully god and 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 i I think so many times about how easily he could have just said you know what i'm done i'm going back home I mean, at any moment, at, the, at any moment, right there in the garden, when Satan came, he could, have just, he could have just rebuked Satan, sent him back to hell. He could have said, I'm done, I'm going back to heaven. But he was fighting through that flesh. Church, we've got to realize that just as we have to fight through the flesh, Jesus had to fight through the flesh. And if Jesus did it, we can do it. But not in our own power. Amen? That's why it says, I can do all things in my own power. What does it say? Through Christ who gives me strength. He loves you tonight. Oh, how he loves us. He loves us so much that he gave himself. He loves us so much that he's preparing a place for us right now. He's he's working right now. He's praying and he's working. He can do two things at once, amen? He's preparing that place and he's praying for us. He says, I want them to be with me for eternity. I want them to be with me forever. So I want to see him make it. But church, how many realize tonight we have a, a, a self-will? 
We have, to, we have to keep making the right decision. I tell a lot of people a lot of times when they get saved, and you hear me say it sometimes at the altar call, just follow up that good decision you just made with another good decision. And then follow that good decision up with one more good decision. And if you make a bad decision, don't follow it up with another bad decision. Follow it up with another good decision. And if you just keep doing that, you're going to see that you start making some progress in your life. And you're going to see that, you, that, that sometimes those temptations begin to get a little easier to get through. But how many know if you feed it, it'll come stronger? So we've got to remember, I'm trying to get you to remember tonight, I'm reminding myself tonight, that when we're struggling, when we're battling something, when we're going through a trial, or we're questioning ourselves. Has anybody ever questioned yourself? Has anybody ever questioned your salvation? Has anybody ever questioned, does God really love me? Did he really, does he really forgive me? Am I really a new creation? When you question yourself those things, that's when we need to go and say, Lord, I'm going to read your word. Let me, this, this chapter, John chapter 17, is a healing chapter because it reveals his love. It reveals his passion. It reveals him thinking about us tonight. Amen. Now listen, I want to take a few minutes here to pray for some, some things tonight since we're in prayer and fasting and uh, take authority over some things and, and just, just agree with you. I know there's always needs, especially on a How many thankful for the Wednesday night service tonight? How many look forward to coming and being with fellow, fellow Christians and getting a word? And thank God, I was just in the prayer room thinking about, thank God we have a Wednesday night service. Because it'd be hard to go from Sunday to Sunday and not see each other and not lift each other up. And how many have ever, have ever said, man, I, I'm tired to go tonight. Let me see your hand. I, I don't feel like going. Let me see your hand. But then how many, how many when you got here still after service said, I wish I wouldn't have gone? Has anybody ever said that? That doesn't happen, right? Once you get here, you're like, I'm so glad I went. And, and that's kind of an example of what happens in life. When we do the right thing, we, we see the fruit from it. we got to get past the flesh. Amen. So I want to give you one more verse tonight. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. We're going to take some time to prayer. But I want you to think about, to pray, I want you to think about this, statement, this other statement. Okay, I'm going to read the other one first. God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. Okay? You need to remember that. Now here's another one. Though our feelings come and go. How many have feelings that come and go? Right? We, we, we're fickle. I, I preached a message a bunch of years ago called Fickle Feelings. We're fickle. Our, our feelings are fickle. A lot of times, not good, but a lot of times our love for the Lord depends, depends on what's going on. Right? If, if, if everything is good, we are super in love with the Lord. If things aren't so good, we kind of want, you know, kind of, it's not so good. But that's feelings. And, 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 and I'll just throw this in. That's another sign of maturity and discipleship when you now are falling more in love with Jesus regardless of what you're going through. The, the situation you're in doesn't affect your love for the Lord. Okay? So though our feelings come and go, God's love for us does not come and go. Okay? Did you get that? It's hard sometimes for us to understand because we're fickle. We, 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 we kind of love a person when they love us back. We're kind of good to a person when they're good to us. We're kind of happy when things are good. We're, we're fickle. But it's hard to understand that even if I disobey God, even if I, it, this, even if I make a mistake, if I do something wrong, he still loves me. Doesn't say, doesn't say he approves, but he still loves me. Sometimes it's hard to fathom or comprehend the love that Jesus has for us. And that's why I think something like John chapter 17 is so important. 
to read. Because you know where God wants to get us to? He wants to get us to a place in our lives where when we sacrifice, we don't do it because we have to. We do it because we want to. We do it because we really love God. And we, want, we don't want to hurt Him. We want to glorify Him. We want to honor Him. We want to lift Him up. I don't know about you, but I want to honor the Lord. I want to honor Him in every way that I possibly can. Amen. Here's one last verse. Here's a good one. Luke 12, 32. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I wonder how y'all would have reacted if I'd have said, it is my good pleasure tonight to give you $50,000. You wouldn't have gone, oh, amen. Right? I just said something doesn't even have a price. Can you realize what that says? It is your Father's good pleasure to give you His kingdom. The whole thing. Everything. Everything that, that He owns. He wants to give it to us. He wants us to be, He wants us to have it. That's a powerful thought. So don't worry, He says. It's my good pleasure. I'm a good God. I'm a good God. I'm a loving God. I'm a God who wants to do great things in your life. And, and there's a kingdom. See, that we're, this, is just the, this is just the test. This is just the passing through. There's a kingdom waiting, starting with a thousand-year reign on this earth, the earth we know just like this that we're going to be a part of. He wants us to, he wants us to rule that kingdom. And then beyond that, a new heaven and a new earth. He says, it's my Father's good will, His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So those are encouraging words tonight, man, to make us continue to press forward. Father, thank you for your word. As you said there in John 17, sanctify them in your truth. Sanctify them in your word. Your word is truth. Father, in this place, there's hunger. There's thirsting for righteousness. There's desire to live for you. There's ministry here. There's potential here. There's lives that, that are going to be changed through people in this place because they understand how much you love them. Father, there's people in this place tonight who can reach people that I can't reach. There's other people in different parts of this building tonight who can reach somebody else that nobody else can reach. And you said there in John 17 that they would come to believe in you through our word. Us speaking your word. Us speaking what you say. Lord, you love us tonight. Lord, if nobody leaves this place with anything else, let them know tonight that you are praying for them, that you are on their side that you are with them and not against them, that you are praying for them and believing in them and cheering them on and saying, come on, make it home. Make it home. Finish the race just a little while longer. Church, I can tell you that in the, in the scope of God's time, it's just a little while longer. It's not a lot longer. It's just a little while longer, and we'll be home. We'll finish the race. How many in this place tonight don't know Jesus? Never been saved, never put your faith in Jesus Christ, never believed on him like he said there in John 17. He said, I pray that they would believe in me whom you've sent. 
The Bible says Jesus came and died for us on the cross so that we would be born again, so that we could have life eternal. All you got to do is put your faith in Jesus. How many have never done that? Just lift your hand up. Put it right back down. Say, Pastor, pray for me tonight. I need Jesus all over this place. I need to be saved. I need to be born again. I need to know Jesus as Lord and Master tonight. Maybe you're running from the Lord. Maybe you're, you're backslidden. Maybe you're cold in your faith. You need to re reignite that faith tonight. How many can say, that's me tonight? I need to reignite that fire in my faith. Amen. On this Wednesday night, if we're all saved and we're all right with God and we're all in love with the Lord, now God wants to help us. He wants to teach us. He wants to heal us. He wants to, he wants to break shackles off us. He wants, to, he wants us to walk in His truth. And he, he can minister to us tonight. As we stand to our feet, I want to open up these altars. We're going to sing a few songs. I want to pray tonight for physical healings. I want to pray tonight for mental uh, problems. If you're having nightmares or you're having uh, uh, depression thoughts, if you're having uh, suicidal thoughts, if you're having anger problems, if you're having unforgiveness, there's a whole gamut. I don't need to know what you're going through, but I want to pray for you. I want to agree with you. I want to do what Jesus was doing for us because I'm praying, he's praying with me for you. Amen? And I, I don't want anybody to leave. We, we need to look at church as the hospital, as the place we can come to get healed. Amen? You don't go to the hospital. Now, I know it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you go to the hospital and, and you don't find out what's wrong with you. But when you go to the hospital, you have an expectation that they're going to give you some medicine or they're going to do something to fix you so you can go back to your normal life. We should come to the hospital with an expectation. We should come to church saying, Lord, I'm not leaving the same way I came in. If you've been battling, maybe, maybe here tonight you're battling something and it, it might just be because, we talked about storms a few weeks ago, it might just be because you're making some changes. It might just be because you're making some decisions. Because you're doing something that the devil doesn't want you to do. So he's going to resist you. But what does the Bible say? Resist him and he'll flee. That, that word we read tonight said he's given us authority. We don't have to beg God. We just speak his word. My dad was telling me that this last week he just kept, he texted me every few days telling me that message, speak the word. He just keeps speaking the word. He says it's changed his life. It's a revelation. Speak the word. We're just speaking the word tonight over our situation. Amen? Maybe you want to come stand in for somebody. We all have people we're praying for, people we want to see come in, people we want to see come back. Amen? Tonight's a good night to get an answer from God. Amen? I believe that the anointing of the Holy Spirit's here, and we're going to pray. So we're going to open the altar. If you want any kind of prayer at all, just come down as we begin to sing. Just find a place along here, and I'll know that because you came, you want prayer. I don't have to know specifically what you're coming for, but we're going to believe together and agree together. And, and his presence is here tonight to heal. His presence is here tonight to deliver. His presence is here tonight to set free. Amen. As we sing, as we worship, let's just begin to thank him for his power. And as we do, I want to say one more thing. As we begin to pray, I want you to picture Jesus in that garden praying for you. Praying for you and saying, Lord, make us one as we are one. Lord, uh, let them believe in me as I believe, as you, they've, you've believed in me. Lord, uh, let them speak my word. Just, just picture that, that prayer that Jesus did for us tonight. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do right now, Father. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. 
For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.